Welcome to the show. Today's guest is Brad Dinner. Brad manages the Rebel Brewery just outside Lusaka in Zambia. The brewery is part of the Ciela Resort and Spa on the Bonanza Estate, just 10 minutes from the Kenneth Kawunda International Airport. Brad worked as a brewer for SAB for many years before he started helping and consulting to microbrewers. My name is Holger Meyer and this is Beer World. Welcome to the show and today my guest is Brad Dinner, all the way from Zambia. Welcome to the show, Brad. Uh, thanks, Holger. Good, good to chat. Brad, the last time I saw you was, I think, at uh, Copper Lake in, in Broadacres. You were... You were doing some brewing there with Brandon. Um, what? Uh, how did you end up in Zambia? Um, so I had helped. Uh, there, there's another microbrewer in um, in Lusaka, um, and I had helped him a little bit. Uh, he came down to South Africa, uh, and I just sorted him out with a few facts and whatever. He was an ex winemaker from Australia, uh, but a Zambian national. And um, he he was looking for some pointers, etc. Um, so he started up. Uh, he was bringing in a little home kit and selling at markets, effectively. Uh, and you know the guys here were looking for a brewer because they wanted to open a microbrewery. Um, and uh, Felton said to them, "Well, why don't you give Brad a call?" Um, and they did. And I said, "Cool, let me come see." Uh, and and it's in fact been like a little dream of mine to come and brew up in Africa and, and introduce craft beer. So uh, very, very keen and very excited. Yeah. So your background is working with SAB. Yeah, I was at SAB for 16 years. Okay. Uh, and then and then been doing a little bit of consulting and training and et cetera, et cetera, for the last um, eight, eight years post that or seven years post that and then um, and then got into this. And I've been here just over a year. Okay, so we're celebrating your one-year anniversary. Congratulations! <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, what, what's it like? You're really at the beginning of of microbrewing or craft beer in in a in a new country. What does that feel like? Yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome. Um, you know, it's it's such an exciting challenge um, to to bring. An industry into into a country, a, a market segment that has not existed before, um, e- effectively. Uh, yes, we've had a few brew pubs open every now and again, but but nothing that's really lasted. Okay. Um, and I, you know, and I think it's it's really just about um, the approach that that has been taken that is working quite nicely. Um, so excited uh, to to build the industry. So what is the what is the setup there, and who are you working for? Um, I work for a company called Union Gold. They're, they're the primary owners of of the business, um, and our brand is is Rebel Brewery, uh, Rebel Beer. So so we're currently making five different beers, um, two two of which are actually going on launch today, which is quite quite cool. Um, yeah, so so it's Rebel Brewery, uh, and um, it, it just having a lot of fun. And and the location? Yeah, no, it's it's on a resort. So uh, the brewery's on a resort. It's attached to a brew pub. Um, the brewery runs as a separate business to the pub. So I I make the beer and then sell it into the pub. 
okay. and and sell it to a, to a couple of our other outlets as well. Um, it's on a resort uh, resort and spa um, kind of setup, eighteen uh, hole golf course, uh, convention center, two thousand seater, um, two hundred and fifty rooms in the hotel. Uh, really, really big open space, very close to the airport. Um, if you come out of the airport, you actually don't even go towards Lusaka. You take an immediate right, uh, and then we're a couple of k's or six k's down the road or so. You say it's just near the airport, and so is it business people that go there or what? Um, not really. Oh. Uh, well, there are, of course, um, business people that come here, uh, but you know the ultimate goal, I guess, with golf and tennis and um, quad bikes and water park, okay. et cetera, et cetera, is, is to hit the family market okay. of international tourism, uh, of okay. course. Um, Not local. You know, obviously, locals do. No, locals do come oh. here. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a go-to place uh, for, for conventions, particularly, um, because it's, it's out in the bush. Um, so it's beautiful. You have... Uh, some wild animals walking around and um, it's yeah just just a really nice environment tell us a little bit about the the setup that you've got and the beers that you make okay uh, so it's a it's a small brewery I mean in terms of microbreweries I guess you would call it a nano brewery uh, capacity is six six thousand liters a month um, we've got a 500 liter brew length uh, brew house. So two brews to fill a fermenter. Each fermenter is a thousand. We've got three fermenters, um, and then my process time in the fermenters is two weeks, and then the beer sits in lagering for three weeks. Um, so it's a it's a five week um, total process time um, for each of the beers, and and you know because we're not the reason why it's so long in lagering is we're not using any stabilizers any findings anything like that and we don't filter our beer either and that's just a personal philosophy that i've always held to um you know not as an sab brewer but but as a as a brewer external of, of sab mm. in that my feeling is that filtration and and addition of process aids etc um kind of spoils the beer uh and i think having a live beer um with yeast in it uh, even though it is quite clear uh, in in glass, uh, it ends up pretty clear because we hold it three weeks at, at one degree Celsius. So um, the beer ends up pretty bright. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, that just brings uh, a special something. Uh, obviously, it's marketable as well um, to to be saying that you know we make a natural beer, and and we do. Uh, carbonation is by yeast. We don't force carbonate. Um, all of those for me make the beer very very drinkable um and and that's the feedback i'm getting a lot from from the customers as well is that they, they actually complain that i've spoiled i've spoiled every other beer for them because they can't drink anything else other than ours because <laughs> um, they go down really easy um i've gone for sort of traditional european lagers lager style flavors if you want to put it that way you know pulsner um a, a dark lager a lager uh, and then we've just put uh, oatmeal stout through now. That'll be launching today. We, we're having a sort of um, post St. Paddy's Day after party kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, putting up putting up a big um, 
marquee outside and we've got an Irish band that played at the Irish Embassy last night. So they're coming to do a little gig. They're actually from Ireland. Um, they're coming to do a little gig uh, this evening. Uh, and then I, I've made a, a what we're calling Zapper. <laughs> uh, it's a 6% American Pale Ale, very, very nice aromatics. Uh, so it's, it's a nice chunky beer, uh, not too heavy, but, but suitable for this climate and, and really nice, rich malt um, to balance all the hops uh, and enough bitterness as well. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a good, good APA. Brad, tell us how, how the response has been from the locals. It's been pretty amazing, uh, you know, coming into a country where nobody's really had craft beer before and, and their, their beer bubble is very small in terms of uh, the local brew, which is yeah. Mossy, uh, Castle Lights, Vintook, Heineken, you know, they're sort of traditional mm. um, big, big beers in Southern Africa. Uh, and that is, that's their experience of beer, you know, yeah. very gassy very little flavor uh, or malt, malt-based flavor anyway. Um, and, and people were, you know, interested at first. Yes, we made a lager because you've got to do that because yeah. you've got to, not everybody's going to change. Um, so, but, but the guys have been so keen on, on the Pilsner and the dark lager that we brewed there, you know, just they're actually spot on um, target in terms of, what those beers should be. If I look at, say, the BJCB guidelines, um, these beers sit slap bang in the middle of those styles. Yeah. Uh, and, and people have responded so well to that. Um, so we've expanded their, their beer knowledge bubble just slightly. Uh, and now with the start and the APA coming, we're going to take them further outside of their comfort zone. And, and, um, and just from the tasting, the little tastings that I've done with customers, um, before the launch uh, of both of them, people are absolutely in love with with both of them. And uh, you know, they, you get people who say, "Oh no, I don't like it; it's too fruity." Uh, but then they love the the start, yeah. uh, <laughs> or you know, or they say, "No, I'd rather stick to the dark lager kind of thing." But that's fine. The the overwhelming kind of sense is that people uh, are really looking forward to the beers coming onto the market. Yeah, um, the biggest challenges that you face, obviously. The, if you're in a new market, you're starting afresh. There's no suppliers and everything. Um, but what what are the biggest challenges for you? Well, it's exactly that, Olga. As, as you said, you know, it's a new market, so it's it's getting people to to try it. And whilst at the moment we're operating inside our own comfort zone, if you want to put it that way, mm. so within our own brew pub and and our own facility, really. So the golf club pub has our beer. And at the brew pub, we've got and then one hotel in Lusaka Central, which also belongs to to the group. Um, so it's it's taking it outside of that, and and there've been a lot of pub owners um, from not just from Lusaka, but from um, from the Copper Belt, from Makushi, uh, from uh, Livingston, coming up here. They've heard our beer is so good. Please, can we put it in their pub? Uh, and and then that takes me to like the second challenge is getting stuff in here is really, really expensive. Yeah. Um, so anything imported uh, from a non-static country um, gets lashed with a 40% uh, import duty. 
Um, so you can imagine what that does to my malt that I use, which comes via Cape Town, but it's X UK. Uh, okay. um, so, so you know, I'm paying a for the malt, the transport of the malt, plus um, the the import levy, uh, and and then on top of that, once you once you've put all your materials together and you've made your beer, then there's your excise, yeah. um, which is 40% of cost of production. Wow. Um, so so it's, it's another 40% on top. So, so to bring beer and, and really good beer, which, which we do have, um, into a market at a reasonable price is quite challenging. So I've had to down my margins a bit. Um, and, uh, and the beers are not cheap. It's 75 quattro, which is about 68 rand or so for a pint. Um, which, you know, in anybody's book, or certainly in South Africa, is, is not a cheap craft beer, but people think that they're getting value, and that's a good thing. Um, so, yeah, challenges uh, accepted and overcome. And what does a, what does a regular uh, pint of, of a local brew cost? Um, so, a mossy, depending on which bar you go to, mm. but generally um, at, at a sort of decent pub would be about 45 kwacha. Okay. Um, which is probably about 40 rand. Yeah. So about the same as, as here. In, in terms of your, your family situation, have you got a home there or do you stay on the resort? Uh, I stay on, so the resort resides on, on, a, on a bigger estate um, called Bonanza, which is a housing development estate. Uh, and those are five acre lots um and and some really beautiful houses uh, some of them verge on the golf course some of them don't um some of them are closer to the main road some aren't um but it's a really really big estate so i live on the estate in a house um and my wife and kids are at are at home my boys are studying they're both at tux so yeah so so you know as a challenge as far as a challenge goes but that's a personal not yeah. a business is the plan to stay in zambia for for a longer period the plan is to stay in zambia for a longer period obviously um i've done uh kind of projections and a business plan for going forward um the, our next phase once we're out of capacity on this on this brewery um is that look we may stick in two more tanks and give ourselves another two thousand liters a month, but I really don't see the space for that um, in this brewery. So the the plan, ultimate plan, actually, uh, sort of medium term, next three three years or so, is to open a, a forty thousand liter um, facility very close by to where we are, because um, we we the the group owns most of the land around here. So so we can we can put up a brewery. It's going to cost some money for sure, but I think the scope. Of and and the projection is pretty good. Uh, we'll go into bottle. Okay, and if people want to um, contact you online, is there is there a website or are you on social media? Yeah, they 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 can actually look up. Um, the place is called Ciela, and and they'll they'll find me through that. So there should there'll be contacts um, with that. Uh, alternatively, I mean, you can always just give me a call. Yeah. Um, if you're in town or you want to come through and uh, and visit the place, um, and I can make my number available if you'd like. Yeah, we'll um, put it on the show notes, eh? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Very nice, Brad. Um, thank you for 
for what you're doing for the beer industry in, in Zambia, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Olga. Nice chatting to you. I really appreciate your time and time to chat. Thank you for listening to our stories here online. In the show notes, you will also find a link where you can subscribe to become part of our community and be notified when we upload our latest content.